I was looking at my kindergarten class picture the other day and oh my goodness, the fashion, if we can even call it that, like the style. Everyone has their own little smirk and smile either with all their teeth or missing some. This is what comparison is, just noticing similarities and differences. My best friend and I wore the same dress, yet her red hair and freckled face was drastically different from my blue eyes and curly hair. Why do we compare? Because we are all different. And hey, that is on purpose. There are great reasons why we compare. There are exciting reasons why we compare. And in today's episode, I'm not just hitting that, but also how. How do you compare? How is it affecting your life day by day? And how can you get the victory once and for all? Welcome to His Word, My Walk, where my desire is to ignite your spirit, elevate your mind, and yes, even challenge your body. I'm your host, Kayla, just your girl next door, healthy Christian lifestyle mentor. And for the next 20 minutes, I'll be here in your ear to drop some truth, encourage you, lift you up, and share insight from my own life about how God's word and my daily walk go together. So lace up your sneakers, head out the door, and let's get into it. All right, y'all, round three. This episode is the third and final piece of the three-part series all about how to kick comparison to the curb. Now, if you haven't heard the first two episodes, I really encourage you to check them out. Here's a quick snippet type of recap just to get you caught up. When it comes to comparison, we often head down this trail into like the comparison trap. But let me clear this up for you one more time. Comparison, the act of comparing, is simply examining characters or qualities of something or someone in order to discover resemblances or differences. That's it. Not positives and negatives, similarities and differences. So in the first episode of this series, I talked about the who and the what of comparison. Who are you comparing yourself to and what are you comparing? The second episode, I talked about the when and the where of comparison. Look, I'm so grateful for how the Lord makes things so clear and easy to understand and apply to our lives when we take the time to communicate with Him, when we take the time to have a relationship with Him, speak with Him, and sit quietly to listen. I shared with you last week how the Lord made these points clear for me while I was out hiking. So, remembering that, this past week I went for another hike to the same place to spend time out in nature with him and see if he would give me what he wanted me to talk about today. In fact, I told a friend that was really my intention for the hike. I made my intention clear with the Lord because, yep, I had no idea how I was going to wrap up this little mini series, which I've totally enjoyed by the way and have received so much feedback from listeners, so little mini serieses may become a thing every now and then from the Hids Word My Walk podcast. Anyway, so the first seven minutes of this hike, they're pretty intense, like for the pace that I choose. And then it's like an hour and a half or so of less intense, like walking and taking in the beauty of God's creation. So during this initial climb, there's no talking on my part. And it was in this time, this time that I was not able to speak, that the Lord kept dropping the points for this episode into my mind. I just kept praying that he would bring them back to my remembrance when I got to the top because I couldn't stop to jot them down even in my phone for the fact that I could not risk losing momentum on this uphill. So when I talked to that friend about 20 minutes later as I was still walking and I told her that I already had the points, she was like, whoa, that was fast. 
And it was just so evident to me how God is always with us and will show up with answers when we are not only expecting answers, but when we are intentionally setting up time with him to receive those answers and are in a position of just listening, not talking. So there's the background to what you're about to hear. Today, I'm finishing up how to kick comparison to the curb with the why and the how of comparison. So let's go. First, let's dig into why we compare. There is literally a very simple answer to this, and it's so simple that I would have laughed when God dropped this truth for me, but I was out of breath and still climbing. But check this out. There are two reasons why we compare. One, because God is creative, and two, because Satan is not. Y'all, that right there is so real. God is creative, and Satan is not. Okay, let's get into this. God is creative. Now, we know this from the first chapter of the Bible. God spoke and God created the heavens and the earth, the stars in the sky. I mean, let's just read verse 11 in Genesis chapter 1. Then God said, let the land sprout with vegetation, every sort of seed-bearing plant and trees that grow seed-bearing fruit. The seeds will then produce the kinds of plants and trees from which they came. And that is what happened. Like if that's not creative, literally every sort Like, if you really think about it, we wouldn't even have, quote, sorts if God wasn't creative. Day and night, light and dark. Yeah, that's all God's creativity. Water and land. Yep, God's creativity. Fish and other life. Okay, that's literally what the New Living Translation says in Genesis 1 verse 20. It says, Then God said, Let the waters swarm with fish and other life. Let the skies be filled with birds of every kind. So God created great sea creatures and every living thing that scurries and swarms in the water and every sort of bird, each producing offspring of the same kind. And God saw that it was good. Ugh, I know this is a bit of a tangent, but I'm just going to share it quickly. The other day, I was scrolling social media, not heading down the comparison trap, but I saw one of those old, like, 90s school videos about how this, like, rat-looking kind of thing morphed into sort of like a dog. Then it jumped in the water and started, like, growing a tail from its back legs, and then all of a sudden, I guess it was kind of like a dolphin, and then sort of became this bigger, maybe whale, I think it was supposed to be. I laughed at it, and I shared it with friends for a couple reasons, but mostly because it was just so ridiculous, and the fact that that was the quality of films and stuff that we had when I was in school. Like, that's what we were learning from. But that was just brought back to my memory because although as believers we know God created and we know evolution is not the truth, it's these verses in Genesis that actually make that point. Plants and animals. And after God created them, he said, each producing offspring of the same kind. Like, I don't need something to morph into something else. I created all and each will continue to produce of the same kind. So there. You get the point. God is creative. And here's the truth. God is the only one who can create. He created. Well, what about science? I actually just read the most amazing article written by Christian Schools International. And the article explains science class from a God perspective and understanding that science is so important because science actually gives us the tools and the opportunities to study and explore God's creation. The author wrote how her science class would start the year taking a droplet of pond water and looking at it under a microscope, and how that one droplet of water to the naked eye under magnification was actually life, and how mind-blown the students were. Like, that is God's creation. How awesome is that? I haven't even gone into us, humans. (laughs) 
how God created us, first Adam from the dust of the earth and then Eve from his bone, like what? We read the Bible and we hear the story over and over and over, but like, can you comprehend or try to comprehend the creativity of God? Look around. Oh my goodness, grab one of your old class photos. I feel like I'm on a theme today. Although my kindergarten best friend and I wore the same dress for picture day, her red hair and freckles looked nothing like my blue eyes and curls. God is creative. And let me remind you about comparison. As I bring this back full circle to the whole point of this episode, comparison is simply noticing similarities and differences. That's it. So why do we compare? We compare because God is creative. We compare because God is so creative that everywhere we look, we can see similarities and differences, whether we're looking at trees and leaves or animals or fingerprints or hair color, height, bone structure. I mean, God is creative. Like, are you with me with that point now? Okay, so secondly, we also compare because Satan is not creative. Now, we just established that God is the only one who can create. Everything we do and experience comes from what he has already created. Have you ever heard the saying, there's nothing new under the sun? Well, it comes from the Bible. It's from Ecclesiastes chapter 1 verses 9 and 10. And Solomon is sharing wisdom about life. And he says that history merely repeats itself. It's all been done before. Nothing under the sun is truly new. Some people say, here is something new, but actually it is old. Nothing is ever truly new. Look, the truth is we aren't creating anything new. And we aren't experiencing anything new. It's all been done before. I mean, the fact that I can pull out my high school fashion trends from the 90s and wear them now and would be so cool. Okay, bonus points. If you can picture the movie with the guy with the red sports car with the license plate on his car that says, so cool. I mean, come on. Like, Saved by the Bell is remade. Cobra Kai. Okay, that's a tangent too, but you get what I'm saying. And if you didn't catch the license plate reference, it's from Adventures in Babysitting, okay? Well, the fact that Satan cannot create, he needs another tactic, like comparison. His only way to get us is by pointing out these similarities and differences which God created in beauty and with intention and try to make us see them as negative, as insecurities, as bad, and even as not from God. Literally, that's his only tactic. And I pray that you get that right there into your spirit and recognize the enemy for who he is and what he cannot do. Don't even recognize him anymore for what he seems to be trying to do or how clever he is or how strategic his plans can be. Just call him out and remind him of who he is, what he cannot do, and send him packing. Now, let me be clear. I'm not just talking about physical appearances, because honestly, sometimes when we get to comparing and that leads us down this path to the comparison trap, we often think of our physical appearance. But there are these similarities and differences, and we look in the mirror and Satan gets into our minds and all of a sudden we're down this trail seeing the differences as negatives. One of the women in my book club that I host was sharing a couple weeks ago that she has 100 moles on her face. Now, my initial reaction was to look back at pictures of her and I together and zoom into her face just to see, like, that was truly my first reaction. But what I felt led to say and what I spoke over her was the truth. God is creative and he is creative in a beautiful way. Like Cindy Crawford. Okay, 90s reference again. Cindy Crawford became almost known for her beauty and that one mole or beauty mark, if that's what you prefer to call it, on her face. 
Girl, you have 100 of those. Like God is that creative. And let me remind you that with everything God created, he said it is good. Oh, and once he added humans to the mix, it is very good. So when you find yourself heading down the trail of comparison and can feel that trip line coming, whether it's in your physical body, your calling, your career, your family, your speech, your abilities, your talents, your home, your relationship with God, your current relationship status, let me remind you that God is creative and Satan is not. So turn up the volume on God's truth over your life and mute the enemy. Actually, just unplug him like power off. Wow, so good, right? So we covered the why. Now let's finish up with the how. How do we compare? Now this may seem strange to you, but that's okay because this is how the Lord gave it to me and I've been processing and just in awe with the revelation. So this is how I'm giving it to you. How do we compare? Two ways. We compare in private and we compare in public. If you think about it, it's actually so true. So let me break it down a little bit. First, we compare in private. We do. Could you imagine if all your thoughts were blasted over a loudspeaker? How embarrassing, right? But whether we'd like to admit it or not, our private thoughts are real thoughts. Just because other people don't hear them, that doesn't mean they don't affect us. If you remember back to part two of this series, I explained how we first compare in our thoughts and then our thoughts head to our heart and emotions and then those emotions come out of our mouth and what we speak turns into actions. I mean, it's that serious. Remember, and I've said it many times, we have to be aware of the fact that Satan's battlefield is our mind. He's trying his hardest to get into our thoughts. It's his easiest way in, but if we give him any ground, that's a slippery slope. The other thing we have to always be thinking about is God hears our innermost thoughts. Now, this is a great thing, and it's also a, well, I'm not going to say it's a bad thing, but just a real and potentially convicting and leading to an opportunity for correction and rebuking. It's like that kind of thing. Remember Sarah in the Bible? She was Abraham's wife and they were like 100 years old and God told Abraham that Sarah was going to be pregnant and have a baby. You want to talk about comparison? You want to talk about noticing the similarities and the clear and obvious differences around her? I imagine Sarah was looking around at her body versus the other women's bodies. I imagine she looked at Abraham versus the other men like Sarah had some data. Well, the story continues in Genesis 18. Sarah's inside the tent. Abraham is outside the tent having this conversation with God. And Sarah was obviously eavesdropping from inside the tent. I mean, who wouldn't, right? But starting in verse 11, the Bible says this. Abraham and Sarah were both very old by this time, and Sarah was long past the age of having children. So she laughed silently to herself and said, How could a worn-out woman like me enjoy such pleasure, especially when my master, my husband, is also so old? Then the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh? Why did she say, can an old woman like me have a baby? Is anything too hard for the Lord? I will return about this time next year and Sarah will have a son. Sarah was afraid, so she denied it, saying, I didn't laugh. But the Lord said, no, you did laugh. Like legit, then the story ends. (laughs) Talk about getting in the last word, right? Like, could you imagine? Maybe you don't have to imagine. Because maybe you've been laughing silently to yourself when God has been telling you the great things he has planned for you. Maybe you've been doubting and questioning silently to yourself in your thoughts, even as other people around you can see the greatness and the calling on your life. Hey, get it together. Remember that your thoughts are powerful and they are the catalyst for action in your life. So start thinking about what you're thinking about. 
Start paying attention and being intentional with your thoughts and your reactions, even the silent ones. Oh my goodness, you know those people who cannot hide their emotions or their thoughts? Like it's totally written all over their face and you're like, girl, you can't hide that. I know exactly what you're thinking. Well, how much more dangerous is it that you can keep all your thoughts hidden or to try to keep your thoughts hidden? You see, the thing Satan wants us to do is to let his lies take over our minds and our thoughts. He wants us to start believing his lies so much that we secretly laugh at God's plans for our lives because that secret laugh is actually a thought. It's actually a doubt. It's actually a lie. So here's the real question. Is your trust in God stronger than the enemy's lies? This is a question I challenge you to ask yourself every single day and many times a day. When was the last time you laughed secretly to yourself when comparing yourself to others and trusting God's plan for you? But here's the worst part about comparing in secret. Because you think nobody else has heard your thoughts, your comparisons, your doubts, your insecurities, now you can openly lie about them. God didn't even address Sarah directly. He asked Abraham why Sarah laughed, which I could imagine was a little awkward for Abraham because he, in fact, did not hear Sarah laugh. But without even being asked directly, Sarah straight up lied. And not just lied, but lied straight to God. Now, she didn't get very far with that lie, but she still openly and immediately lied to protect her comparing and doubting thoughts. Look, the bottom line is that God knows all. He knows your thoughts. So the best option is for us to, yes, compare, notice the similarities and differences. But as soon as Satan snakes his way in with the lies and his doubts, we have to put a stop to it, especially in our thoughts, especially in secret. Okay, let's close this out. So we compare in private. But how else do we compare? We compare in public. Here's a question for you. When was the last time you did something because someone else was doing it? Or bought something because someone else had it? Or said something because someone else was saying the same thing? Comparison leads to action. And that action can go one of two ways. Noticing similarities and differences can lead you to be more confident in your own uniqueness and your own calling that God has handcrafted you and hand-selected you specifically for. Or, noticing similarities and differences can lead you to follow the crowd, to have that need to feel part of, approved of, liked and promoted, like you have straight-up FOMO, right? Like the fear of missing out is real for you. My prayer for you is that you are the first My prayer is that you compare, you get the data, and that you know without a doubt that you are unique and that God was and is strategic with your life here on earth. He has a plan, and that plan is always in motion, and you are part of that plan. I can't believe I'm saying this, but it's time to bring this series to a close. The who, the what, the when, the where, the why, and the how of comparison. Wow. I can't even lie. God has taught me so much through these three episodes. I'm putting these challenges into place in my own life. I'm fighting against the enemy over here too. But I have victory. I have victory because I know the truth. And I have victory because I speak the truth. God's word is the truth. Are you speaking his truth? If you feel stuck in comparison and in listening to the lies the enemy keeps telling you in your mind, go to the show notes right now and download your Get Unstuck Now guide. I've created this free guide to help you get unstuck now. 
I've mapped out lies that the enemy is telling you and I've given you the truth. I've given you scripture to speak over those lies. I've even given you prayers and templates to follow for daily life. So head to the show notes or head right over to kaylapraise.com forward slash get unstuck now and download your free guide today. Look y'all, the work does not stop just because we are aware of the enemy's tactics. He doesn't quit. You know this. Remember, God is creative. Satan is not. Speak the truth in secret and in public. And no matter what, don't stop fighting. Thank you for joining me this week. My prayer is that this episode was able to ignite your spirit, elevate your mind, and challenge your body. The His Word My Walk podcast is here to serve you. So if you haven't already, you can check out more of my programs and services at hiswordmywalkpodcast.com. You can also find me on Instagram at Kayla Praise. If you could do me a quick favor and leave a written review in your listening app, I would really appreciate it. I'll see you next time. 